questions came in about, well, how, what do we do if we're a small church, if we don't have a big budget, if we don't have a lot of members and a lot of people? And so we brought some, uh, some, some, some experts in that particular realm to come and talk to us today about what you can do to level up your gear, level up your impact. Um, if you were a small church in the digital space, we've had phenomenal guests over the past two weeks. Last week, um, Garrison Hayes and, and Justin Koo. If you missed that, oh, if you missed that, go just, yeah, just go back and watch it. Um, but today we've got some phenomenal guests. We've got Pastor Edward Harden. Um, Edward Harden is a pastor in South Central Conference. I met Ed. Um, and the first time that I met Ed, Ed was walking around with a Nikon camera, shooting, filming stuff at a, at a pastor's conference. And, and we got together and we just hit it off because we were both kind of tech heads uh, along the way. Um, uh, so, so we've got Pastor Harden with us today. And then we've got Mr. Williams. Mr. Williams is the, um, he is the uh, media, ah, I already lost it, but you'll see it on the screen. He's the media director for the uh, Allegheny East Conference. Um, and from the, all over Allegheny East, if you're in Allegheny East or been anywhere near Allegheny East and anywhere in that conference that's dealing with media, media services, he's the media services director. Um, and so he gets to travel to large churches and small churches and see what kind of gear they're using, what kind of things that they're putting out. So we're lo I'm looking forward to the wealth of expertise that both of them are going to bring to us today. And so without any further ado... Let's bring them on. Let's Let us bring them on. Them on. Here they <laughs> All are. right. Here they are. Welcome, yes, gentlemen. Listen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pastors Roundtable. You know, this is the part where Pastor Paul gives you a few seconds to just say a little bit about yourself. Pastor Paul, I don't know how many seconds we're going to give them today. Both of them are preachers, man, filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I told him before the time I was going to give uh, uh, Mr. Williams, I was going to give him as much time as he wanted. He said, I'm not a pastor. I don't, I don't preach. That's not my thing. But Ed, Ed is Ed, Ed just, I can still, he's still got some sweat dripping off his forehead now from all that preaching yeah. he was doing today. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Yes, sir. <laughs> so we'll start with Ed. Just an opportunity for you to address the audience, to greet our audience today. Ed, take the time that you need. Just say hello. And then, uh, Mr. Williams, you may go right after Ed. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Amen. Amen. Gotcha. Hear Listen. You. Don't don't trust preachers if they not if they don't have a Bible and half trust them if they do. So, <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> I'm Pastor Ed Harden. Uh, I pastor in my hometown of Jackson, Mississippi. I am a clergy hack in oh. terms of technology, um, but um, where my emphasis has been, uh, I've been doing media for the past eleven years, and I am the embodiment of the small church uh, 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 um, um, scenario. And, uh, and over the past couple of years, especially during COVID, I've really been kind of reaching out and really helping more of my colleagues, small churches, uh, really kind of get their gear in place, help train their teams and that sort of thing. So the types of things that we're talking about today are literally the things that I'm doing every day, uh, uh, consulting with pastors and going into churches and and helping them go from where they are to where that where they want to be. So I'm glad to be with you guys. And I'm sure I'm just going to just going to just going to learn. I'm not lot just from sitting in y'all's presence <laughs> oh we are delighted to have you mr williams yes uh thank you for inviting me i am uh the media director for Allegheny's conference and uh i've been on this tour for about uh 
this year will be 36 years. And we've mm-hmm. done, um, we have a media center here. The, the administration through the years have invested uh, heavily in our media services here. And uh, so we do a lot of the corporate video for our, our uh, headquarters, uh, as well as other programs that we uh, sponsor and produce uh, for, the, for the conference. And uh, my team and my crew, uh, we have serviced the church, not only on our local conference level, but we have also partnered with our Columbia Union uh, Conference, uh, North American Division, uh, and the General Conference. So we have done projects, live stream events uh, all over the country, and we've been blessed to be able to continue in this ministry and uh, provide consultation to our churches, uh, training. And we also have an annual communication conference uh, that we sponsor here. Our communication director, Latasha Hewitt, uh, leads the way in that. And we partner and uh, provide resources and content to help churches have a viable media ministry. So I'm grateful and humbled to have um, been here that long. Uh, We have a very supportive uh, administration and we have an outstanding crew of people, outstanding communication director, and we're just blessed. Wow, that's exciting yeah. to hear hear the wealth of, 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 yeah. of experience that you bring to this discussion today, both of you. Um, so right after uh, Dr. Henry leads us in a word of prayer, we're just going to jump right in. All right, let's pray. Lord, you blessed us to have um, these individuals on with us today so that we can get uh, information and and have a um, understanding on how to use this technology uh, so that we can reach people with the gospel. I ask God that um, the viewers will be involved and engaged so that we all can learn together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So, gentlemen, let, let's let's hop right in. Um, let, let's talk about, if you would, each of you talk about the advantages or the disadvantages that small churches have in creating a presence in the digital space. What are the advantages that a small church may have in creating a presence in the digital space? And are there any disadvantages that a small congregation, small church might run into? Um, let's start with uh, Mr. Williams and then we'll go to Pastor Harden. Sure. Well, I, I think there are nothing but advantages. I don't think there are any disadvantages uh, for being in the digital space, um, except there are some exceptions. It's a disadvantage if you have poor quality. Oh. It's a disadvantage if you're disorganized. Ooh. And it also is a disadvantage if you do not follow up. Wow. Wow. But the advantages are that you are global. I have to remind our churches when we do these workshops, when you go on YouTube and Facebook, that's just not your little community. That's global. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we know what global means around the world. So the potential to reach many millions of people, people you may never ever meet in your lifetime. That's the advantage for any church, large or small, to be uh, on the internet and have a digital presence. Uh, Now more than ever, you know, before COVID, Um, A lot of churches were streaming on Mm -hmm. YouTube. Uh, Some were on satellite broadcasts and cable. Um, A lot of smaller churches felt like, oh, we would never go there. 
But the Lord provided for us something as simple as YouTube. Wow. Mm -hmm. And YouTube can be as effective and as global as any terrestrial broadcast station, cable station, or satellite station. And I try to emphasize that to the congregations and to the pastor. You have a golden opportunity to reach millions of people with mm. a very simple church service. And that's wow. a ministry that you couldn't possibly do in your immediate neighborhood. And another advantage is if there are people who log on to your service, mm -hmm. whether it be Facebook or YouTube, and they find that, oh, that's the church three blocks down the street. <laughs> right. Come on now. <laughs> there's, there's the potential for that person to visit your church and be a part of your, of your uh, worship service. And I know, uh, you know, the, the COVID pandemic has awakened a lot of churches and small churches and large churches, realizing that when you had to shut your church down, that was the only way you could reach anybody. That's right. Let alone, you know, your, you know, your community, but your church members as well. So I think the only disadvantages is to go on the digital space unprepared because wow. mm -hmm. they will, uh, you know, we have a very visual oriented society now. They know what good is. That's right. And if they don't see good, they won't come back. So that's why I tell, I, I monitor a lot of our churches and some of them have good streams and others, let's face it, it's a little raggedy. But when you say you are a member of the worldwide Seventh-day Adventist church, that doesn't look so good. Wow. Because wow. people that have never seen an Adventist service or attended an Adventist uh, live stream might judge the Adventist church by your presentation of the gospel. Wow. So mm. th those are the only disadvantages, but it's mostly advantages once you have prepared and you have you have made it a, a serious ministry and follow up on that on that ministry. Wow! Awesome! Mm -hmm. Awesome! Wow! Awesome. I yeah, like anything. And that, that, that's powerful. Anything to add to that. It's powerful any, stuff. Yeah. Any advantages or disadvantages? Small churches being in the digital space. The the, the um, one of the common understandings pre COVID was ninety percent of churches who were online shouldn't be. You know. Um, um, you know, that's one of the things I've heard from my practitioners. But of course, COVID kind of flipped the script. It kind of shifted because it was a necessity. And uh, and, and I just want to affirm uh, right what was said. Um, quality is a must. But what quality means is contextual, which means you, you, you've got to be able to present your best self for some churches. Uh, uh, your listen, when I first got to my church and there was no concept of a media ministry, I literally had my, 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 my seven year old son walking around with a Nikon, just shooting still shots, you know what I'm saying? Wow. And just wow. creating an amazing look just based on those shots for wait, some wait, wait. folks. How, you know, how, how old did you say your son was? <laughs> oh, oh no, he was, he was eight years old at the time. And I remember I bought him a, a red Nikon D3300 and he used to walk around driving the members nuts, just taking pictures, you know? And then, you know, toward the end of the year, we would have these um, this week at Berean and, and we would use slideshow software and it looked amazing. 
And you know how it is when you put that that outfit on, and you know how you 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 know you didn't look that good before you put on that outfit. You know what I'm talking about? Come on and now, you, preacher, you didn't come know on, you could. <laughs> media can help you look better than you look, or it can make you look worse than you look. Wow! I had a church I was working with. In fact, I got I got invited to a church to help out uh, uh, right as COVID began, and uh, before I went to the church, I went and looked at their um, I went and looked at their broadcast. You know. And based on that broadcast, I had a concept of the church. Uh-huh. Once I actually got physically into the church, the church was a brand new building. It it hadn't mm. been finished three months. It looked amazing on the inside. And I told the pastor, I said, your church is beautiful, but I cannot tell that from your stream. You know what I'm talking wow. about? I mean, wow. it just, you yeah. know. And so we began to work to help them help the people on the outside see what we were seeing on the inside. And I think that's what's Mm. most important is presenting. And I'm not talking about fakery, but I'm talking about presenting your best self. And uh, like Mr. Williams says, sometimes presenting your best self means that less is more. You know what I'm saying? 99% Mm. of our churches should never live stream their Sabbath schools in any way. I mean, you know, know, some of the madness that comes out in Sabbath school, but presenting your best self is if your best self is that one soloist and and the word of God, then that's probably all you should have in your stream. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you have an amazing children's, you know, person who does wonderful stories and illustrations, you know, maybe you shouldn't have your pastor. Maybe you should just have a children's story and that's all, you know what I'm saying? But presenting, presenting your best self um, uh, in media is, I think, where most of our churches should start. And I heard before in the pre-show, Mr. Williams say this, and that's why it is so important that all church, every time I, I deal with the pastor or church, I ask them, tell me what you're trying to do and why. Mm-hmm. Everything starts with your vision. I know we're going to get into tech and this and that, whatever. But what's most important is not tech. In some ways, it's not even personnel. Tell me right. what your vision is, mm-hmm. and we can right. find the tech and the personnel to help you get there. So it starts with right. a vision. And for most of us, mm-hmm. it should be presenting the gospel and presenting our best selves. I agree. Uh, I've always started uh, our training sessions um, we don't even talk tech. Uh, I have a 10 hour minimum 10 hour media team training. Wow. Mm-hmm. In the first two to three hours, we don't talk about technology at all. We talk about ministry. Wow. wow. And I always ask or request that the pastor of the church be in at least that first section because it's mm-hmm. important for the pastor and the worship leaders and the pastoral staff to understand the urgency of having a presence on the internet or broadcasting at all. Before the internet, I assisted churches and ministries. We, you know, that's when we had to, you know, uh, get um, taped to some of the, you know, the UHF channels and get to, you know, um, cable channels and things of that nature. But now we have the internet. And that means that, that, you know, that evens the playing field for large and small churches. And so I get everybody together and we talk about strategies in ministry. What is it you want to do? Include the, the department directors, especially youth department. Get them all together, mm-hmm. do a consensus, do a survey. What do we want to do? What do we want to say? And how do we want to represent our church on the internet? And once that's worked, that's a prerequisite to talking about personnel, 
human resources, money, monetary resources, and then gear. So it has to follow that, that workflow for it to be successful. And I have seen many churches that have skipped some of those steps. They mm. make it the greatest gear, but they have a terrible uh, program. Mercy. They may have the greatest uh, technicians, but they have a terrible uh, workflow and relationship dynamics. Wow. I've seen churches shut down because of relationship dynamics had yeah. nothing to do with equipment. So I really had to put first things first. And that is be sure that you are invested spiritually and mentally in this ministry. I've even asked uh, individuals that come to the workshop, I said, if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord and a good relationship with the church, just leave now. I, mm. I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm really not concerned about your technical proficiency. Wow. It won't help the church's uh. program if you don't show up on Sabbath. Mercy. So, and believe it or not, and, and I've done many of these workshops, I've actually had people leave. And they would come and see me after the session. They say, well, Brother Williams, you know, I just had to be honest with myself. I'm really in this for just a tech. I really don't care, you know, if it, if it blesses people or whatever. I just want to get in there and press wow, the button, wow. buttons. So I need to now reassess my spiritual connection before I can make the commitment. Wow. wow. Hey, and let, mm. me jump in. let me just jump in and say, um, uh, and I'm not trying to go too far out of field, but listen, Unless you only know it if you're in it. Media ministry is spiritual warfare. Listen to me. The, I'm, what I'm about to tell you ain't in the Bible, but I've seen it in my experience. I believe that there are certain demons who simply make devices fail. <laughs> there are certain oh. demons who, <laughs> who simply tangle up wires. Listen, and they are proficient and they are proficient at doing it 15 minutes before the service starts. You know what I'm talking about? There are times when you have done something the same way a thousand times. And this time, right before a critical moment, it just don't work. And if your media team don't know how to pray and understand mm. what's happening wow. and just settle down and say, wow. look, God, Listen, we need you to make this happen because we're about to go live and we have no idea what's going on. Then it's going to be a mess. This is ministry and at certain levels is warfare and your team has to understand that. You better teach them folk in the back room how to pray because if not, they're going to learn it real quick. Wow. I've been in wow. some situations where that worked and I make it clear to my yeah. team, whether it's a camp meeting crew or if we're doing a, a, a live stream or a location event, uh, we pray before we begin and uh we make sure we check double check all the gear all the connections we make sound checks we do all of that and we make sure that we have all our ducks in a row but i always tell them when something goes awry that is with that is not within your uh, purview or not in your realm of control pray i have been in situations where i, I don't know if it's the way we had a, a complete system failure or a big event and all my texts said, hey, look, we double check, check, everything is working. So I said, you know what to do next. And so they prayed. Now, this is going to sound corny. They prayed. And the system came back online. <laughs> and after the meeting, yes, they sir. said, I can't believe that happened because I checked this. I checked that. I knew we were good here. I knew we were good there. I said, now you see an example of yes. what media ministries means. Wow. So, you know, um, Brother Edward, <laughs> absolutely. 
I mean, look, it, look, know, nah, listen, and, listen. And it's always going to be a, a feedback mic or right during the, you know, when there is the, uh, you know, the call, right? <laughs> a Michael feedback or distract someone. And I always tell my teams to see these are distractions of the adversary. Mm. Yeah. Two, there, are two, there, are there are two things. Number one, y'all need to learn how to pray. Number two, if all else fails, just shut it all down and restart it. I, <laughs> those two, for some Reboot. reason, work. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my so goodness! Is, that is yeah, yeah. Listen, so this, I think I think to sum up that question, the the only disadvantages are not being prepared to do a, um, a an impactful and effective ministry online. Wow! Mm. Look at this comment. Uh, this this the Flanders says. I've had to literally lay hands on equipment <laughs> when them demons got busy. Lord, it's your program. You're going Where to have to fix whatever it is. Hallelujah. Been there. Been wow. There. Wow. 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 This, this is powerful stuff, man. The power of prayer. Listen, hey, you know, we're, we're about to have a, a conference coming up, Pastor Paul, and we got to include the power of prayer. Absolutely. The power of prayer. Um, well, listen. Well, okay, and you so, know, let me add this. Let right. me let me add this, if I will. Uh, I, you know, I asked the Lord to help me with yeah. bringing up the, you know, some experience that would help uh, support this conversation. Uh, we've done large events like youth congresses and things like that, mm -hmm. and we've done uh, large events for North American Division. And there are times, you know, when I have to uh, bring my team and a higher team together. Mm. And so uh, we had about 22 technicians at this big convention center. And I said to them, um, got the contractors together along with my team. And I said, we're going to do something different. I think you guys, all the contracted guys, you know, because I was a production manager. So, you know, I had to lead the team. And I said that, um, I said, we're going to do something that you guys maybe aren't used to. I said, we're going to have prayer before this program starts. And some of the non-Christian or the contracted people, I shouldn't say the non-Christian because they certainly could have been Christian. They kind of looked at me and I said, oh, you know, have prayer? And I said, yeah, we're going to have prayer. And we had prayer. And uh, this was a multiple day event. So every time we had to come together in pre-production, we had prayer. They were actually looking for it. Mm. Now, these are men and women that have depended on their technical expertise for years. You know, I've never had to say, oh, Lord, help me. Mercy. Wow. But what happened was, and this is where I, I try to share this with our, with our team, at the end of that event, mm -hmm. some of those contracted workers came to me and said, I have never done an event like this mm. with such a spiritual atmosphere. And some of them left that event changed. Wow. And I say to my staff, yes. that's the ministry of me. Mercy. Mercy. Hey, I got, I got to throw this in there. You know, I'm on the, I'm on the East coast. And so when, when I, when we finished church, you know, the central central uh, is just getting started. So I caught, I caught a piece of uh, pastor Snell, Debbie Air Snell sermon today at Oakwood uh, university. And he was talking mm -hmm. about how, if there's a tie, the anointing makes the difference. <laughs> well, you've got two things that are, that are the same. If you've got talent on this end and it's the right. anointing that will make the difference. And so, wow. Mm -hmm. So those, those, mm -hmm. those, those tech teams out there, the anointing of God praying over what you're doing, knowing that what you're doing is facilitating the voice of God, the Holy spirit going out through these here airwaves. 
Um, yeah, mm. it certainly demands the anointing and the prayer that adds up to that. Uh, Pastor Harden, yeah. I got, I was getting ready to say, man, I hope none of my members are watching when you made that, you said that thing about Sabbath school, but then I see some of my <laughs> members are because I don't stream my Sabbath school. <laughs> And they're going to think that I put you up to that. But just so y'all know, I had no conversation with Pastor Harden about streaming school. None whatsoever. All right. Dr. Henry, let's let's move to the next one. Yeah, listen, I I just want to say this. The power of prayer again. I I am just blown away um, on how, you know, you set the tone with your workshops with prayer and what that does. A lot of people underestimate the power of prayer, but, but you just brought it right back before us and say, listen, man, we got to talk with God before we even try to talk with people with the media. So I thank you for that. Um, so in your experience, both of you, you know, you've seen churches, their worship service online, and you've seen all these things. So my question to you now is, besides streaming and uploading the traditional worship service, what are some of the other examples or ideas um, of content that a small church could create or have created to have mm-hmm. an impact in the digital space? Mm-hmm. Let's go with you, Pastor uh, Harden, first. Hey, thanks for that question. So, you know, one of the things I noticed pre-COVID is that we, you know, the whole goal was to get the people into the to the physical space. The online worshipers were second class. Inside the church was the first class experience. You know, you got this little taste of the drug. Come in to get the real thing. Real to hit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, that was kind of the format until COVID kicked everybody out of church. But one of the things that we forget is, number one, the Great Commission and Matthew 16 Uh, The Bible says the gates of hell should not be able to prevail against it. And here's what I'm saying. So I think the next wave, the next frontier for many of our media ministries is to not to get the world coming into the church, but through our media, pushing the church into the world. And what I mean to that is what I'm saying is we need we need to we need life infused with Christianity. So the stuff that we do, and it's already in our faith tradition. You know, y'all been trying to tell people to, to make to go vegan for 40 years. And, and you look, you know, if they're looking at you crazy. But man, get that camera light right and and make that that veggie burrito, man. And and make that thing look good, man. And tell me some stories about Jesus while you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? You know, some of y'all folk who who love to look good, man. You know, put on them those uh, you know, those yoga pants that's spiritual, you know what I'm talking about, and do a <laughs> yoga class, man, to some to some gospel music, man, with some inspirational things, injecting, injecting faith into life, into the things, because people don't have any more time. So we we've got to figure out to help get the gospel into the places where people already are. And that's what Jesus did. He pick up an object, pour spiritual meaning into it and put it back. So I think, you know, you know, the things that we ever talk about cooking classes, you know, groups, uh, our, our hobbies or whatever, beginning to make content that, that, that that's Christian, but it's not church. It's not preaching. It is literally based on the thing. But because we're Christian, it is infused with the grace of Christ and beginning to put that content out. And for that, for that, that church whose 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 church is toe up, 
Your church may be toe up and not worth putting on camera, but that lo- local park in your town is beautiful. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Right. And the lighting is already amazing. Go do a devotional out there or do, right. do something out there and begin to push the content into the realm of where people are. And Matthew 16 says that the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree. Got a hashtag I got agree. that. Spiritual yoga pants. That's, I, I don't know spiritual why. <laughs> Doc, they got to be spiritual. They got to be spiritual be because spiritual. that's a folk, that's a folk yeah. that's not, not all the way there yeah. yet. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I try to encourage our churches uh, to try to do the same things you do in the brick and mortar. And you have to understand mm-hmm. that the church is not that building. Mm. All right. Not mm-hmm. that basement. Not even that community service. Wow. The church is you. And so the Lord has given us the opportunity to take the church people onto the internet and meet, your, meet a, a wider audience. I think that there is no reason why a church or a independent ministry, I mean, maybe part of the church, can't have a devotional every day. Wow. A mm. two-minute devotional every day. What's stopping you? Wow. Five-minute devotional every day. And folk talk about, oh, we got to build our subscribership, and we got to build likes and all. Well, you know, if you're coming on every day and feeding everybody, the general public, not just your congregation, then you are meeting their needs on a daily basis. When there is a week of prayer, broadcast the week of prayer in the speaker. When there is a youth program, a Pathfinder program, broadcast that as well. The church service is kind of the crown jewel. You know, that's, that's the big one. But what happens Sunday and Monday and Tuesday? Mm-hmm. We do, we sometimes, because we don't prepare programming and ministry for those other days, we almost emulate what some of our churches do. And that is after Sabbath and Sabbath, Sabbath dinner, and AY, the church is locked tight until next week or until wow. primary. So wow. why on a digital on a digital platform, you can be present to everyone every single day. Now I've heard people say, well, you know, who has time? I gotta work, I got school, I got whatever. Pre-record it. Okay. Pre-record, get some of the local elders, some of the department directors, the young people to pre-record a two, three, four minute devotional uploaded to your channel. Mm. Posted as a premiere. Now you've got people coming back and say, well, I wonder what they're going to say today. I wonder what they're going to say today. Instead of saying, oh, well, that's it till next week. So you're not <laughs> saying upload it all at one time. But if, if you sit down and record like seven different devotionals, then just Absolutely. release, upload one per Absolutely. day. And they don't have per to do day. it every day. They've mm-hmm. done it all at one time. Correct. Wow. That's Correct. We have, a pastor so what, so- in our, we have a pastor in our conference that does a devotional seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Every morning. Wow. Seven days a week. Why not? Yep. We certainly so couldn't guys, be at the brick and mortar uh, every day. What Mr. Williams is talking about is literally something that we just finished. The set that I'm sitting in right now, I'm at home. Um, um, but this is this was shot at my church because we just finished the 12 days of seeking God fast uh, for my church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I literally created this look because every day at 7.15, our fast was thematic, so every day it had a different theme, and um, so every day I would shoot a video from five to eight, you know, eight minutes 
um, just describing, going over the previous day, describing the next day and praying with folk. Great. And it would drop at 7.15 p.m. every day. And I began to see it growing. Um, but Great. but literally, mm. you know, just kind of doing that content, not a whole lot. In fact, and I haven't done this yet, but think about this. What if you did an evangelistic meeting where, again, and this, this it takes work, but what if you did an evangelistic meeting where you recorded it and there was the full version of it? But you also mm-hmm. had an edit cut down where there was a 10-minute version of it. Mm. And then you mm. had a, a, just a hot edit of it that was just two minutes. Mercy. So for right. every message, you would drop three versions. The two-minute version was to share and to get them to come to the five-minute version. The five-minute gives them a little bit more and to get them to watch the, um, you know, the longer version. Uh, listen, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, Media and COVID thing has helped us to understand that the church is no longer bound by time and space. And uh, and I just see a little bit of them three, three angels in the technology, technological tools that we have. And we've got to get this stuff out. And, and the more you do it, the better you get at it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, we've had um, uh, we've had uh, technology forums and uh, discussions. In fact, uh, Allegheny East conducts a technology forum every other Tuesday, and that's for anyone, pastors, individuals to come on and we will diagnose problems with your computers and whatever we have, IT professionals that come on and help us, and that's every other every other Tuesday. Oh, wow. But I wanted to share this with you in, to, in, in terms of individual ministry, personal ministries. Uh, I came across a young lady who at the, at the beginning of COVID, maybe about six months in, you know, the church, it was very traumatic. Churches shutting down, members disconnecting, whatever. And she decided that she wanted to conduct a Bible study. And she said, I'll just call a few f- few friends and, you know, have a little conference call and we'll have a Bible study every day. That started out as 10 people. Within a month, she had 250 people on cell phones conducting a Bible study. <laughs> cell phones. No sets, no no cameras. And I was blown away. I said, now, you know, the Lord has provided this technology for us to use in that manner. You don't have to have a multi-million dollar budget. That supercomputer that you carry around and call and text and surf the internet, that is a Mm -hmm. ministry tool that individuals can use on a daily basis. So. Even those that are listening that aren't pastors, that aren't, you know, they're not part of the media team. You have a multimedia powerhouse in your iPhone and in your Android phone. Wow. That's huge. Mm. That's huge. That's Listen, huge. That's technology. I see, I see in the chat, I see in the chat, Don, um, mentioning that, hey, we could show reality, health, education, relationships, exercise, cooking, Absolutely. finances, be more than preaching be life, be life. Wow. I think that's a, that, that, yeah, I love that's it. I love point. it. That's personal ministry at the heart. Yeah. So Absolutely. We touched on this a little bit last week, but so some people were, how do we do that? What's, what's the, and, and one of the things, and, and if either you could speak to it. Um, so we have, once this pandemic started and there, a lot of our, the, the people that we elected, the, the, the offices in the church are different ministries a lot of them felt like, okay, we're not in the buildings. We don't have access the way we used to do. Is there a role in what we're talking about for the local ministries? Because I, I, I could see that, sure, 
you don't just have to come and sit down and grab something content wise out of thin air. Your singles right. ministry. Can you mm-hmm. come up with something that's in the lane of singles ministry to put into the Absolutely. space? Family ministries, children's ministries, whatever Absolutely. ministry that you're a part of, could that be a part of the content that you are putting into the space on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? That's um, right. Absolutely. As opposed to waiting for the one day a year that you're going to do a church service and then you're right. done. <laughs> right, right. I think there should be a consortium of church departments. You could do it once a week, twice a week. It's like a, uh, a, a summit. Bring all those ministry leaders together for a Zoom call. And you, you don't have to go out on, on YouTube if you feel you're not ready. But if you bring ministry consortium together, there are individuals that could log on and ask questions. And you could teach every week. Wow. Every week. There's nothing stopping you. You know, you can sit up and conduct this in your bunny slippers. You know, I mean, really, I mean, it, it, it is it is so amazing of how of how simple it is. And now the technology has gotten so much easier to set up and run. Yeah. OK, like yeah. I, I mentioned our cell phones, you could put a cell phone up with a ring light. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of the cell phones have outstanding cameras already built in. Right. And uh, you could you could get a free Zoom account. Oh, you got 45 minutes, but you could do a Bible study in 45 minutes. I mean, we, we have to be intentional about it. We just can't lay back and, and just wait for the day when the churches will open again, because the churches will open again. Mm-hmm. But all those churches that are opening, I try to encourage them to keep your online presence. Don't slow it down. Don't eliminate it because you're back in the, print, the the brick and mortar. There are people whose I have seen chats in a lot of programs I've been involved in. It it warms your heart when a person says, "I was ready to give up." Wow! Mm. Until I saw your broadcast. Mm. My my my! And now I have hope. When you see messages like that in the chat, you know there are people out there who need and are hurting. And if we have the resources, yes, it's online. You know, we don't get to meet them right away. But there are people out there who want to be anonymous, who don't want you to know mm-hmm. who they are. Wow. But they're willing to accept the message that you deliver. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. There's, a, there's, a really simple, there's a really simple formula that I'm learning to make some of this stuff happen real simple. Do, copy, and repeat. Do, <laughs> copy, and repeat. Uh, in other I words, like for many of our folk... Get started, man. Go into your closet. That thing that you sense that you that, that you should be doing and can't do it, that's the Holy Ghost. Do. That's number one. Number two is copy. In other words, the person that's kind of doing, if you see some folk kind of doing what you see doing, man, look at what other folk are doing. See what they're doing well, what they aren't doing well. Listen, all Hollywood and, and, and marketing do is copy. Man, I passed by. I didn't know KFC had Impossible Chicken. Y'all talking about, you know, they they just all copy off of each other. You know what I'm saying? And and, and the more you do, this thing is in the doing. When you first start out, man, most folk going to laugh at you. Man, this stuff is crazy. It don't look good. It's whatever. But as you continue to do under that anointing that we started with, you know, talking about continue sharpening, get better. Pretty soon you're going to have something. I have a layman in my church. That and I don't know what the inspiration was. He just started shooting sermons on YouTube. Just started shooting mm-hmm. sermons on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think he's has now about 
over 90 sermons posted on YouTube. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm looking at their followers, man. You know, listen, man, the, the Holy Ghost can use pretty much anything except for nothing. <laughs> oh, and arrogance. But other than that, he can pretty much use anything else. Do, copy, repeat. Right. My, my, my. <laughs> Absolutely. And what would be wrong with advertising your ministry uh, mm-hmm. with a flyer? I mean, how, how many of us have been to the to the supermarket and we come out and from the supermarket and there's a flyer under, under our windshield wipers? Mm-hmm. You know, make up some flyers, you know. Type up something that says, need help, need answers? Visit mychurch forward slash youtube.com or whatever. And there are people who look at it, they'll throw it away. There are others that will say, hmm, I might try that. I'll go on YouTube and check their channel out and see what what they have to offer. Also, YouTube channels are powerful. I don't know if, you know, some churches are using them, but you can put links in your description area in your YouTube channel where people can click on and go to your website, click on and request Bible studies, click on and request financial help or help with their family right there in the description area of your YouTube channel. Why not reach out further when they're finished watching the video? You could always say in your closing, check the description area. We have other ministries and other help that we can provide you click on that link and it'll take you to our website you know so the the options are there we just have to have the will to do it Mm, that's good the will wow so it doesn't matter whether you could be a whether you're small church medium church large absolutely the will so if you're a small church you have the will wow Huge. All right. Yeah, I, uh, in fact, I visited and I'll go to this. It'll probably lead into this next question. Okay. I, I, we were doing a story on one of our churches in Tappahannock, uh, Virginia. Uh, so we took, took camera crew down there and uh, they were giving out uh, Thanksgiving uh, Day baskets. And so, I mean, it's a little church. I mean, a little church. <laughs> it okay. was so little that me and the crew blew right by the church on the highway. We were still looking for it. And then I checked the map and I said, oh my gosh, we just passed this. So it's that little, right? So we turned around and we came to the church, a small church. They may have been about 10 cars in the lot. And I said, okay, well, we know this is a small church. So I'm not expecting this small church to have any electronics, anything advanced. Lo and behold, I walked into Hmm. that church Mm -hmm. and one of the elders had OBS going, live streaming on YouTube. There had to have been 10 people in the church. Mercy. But they were live streaming. Come on now. I had to say to them, I am so proud to see you do that because you've decided that we're not that small that we can't reach out on the internet. And it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And they had a pretty good, they needed a few little tweaks, technical tweaks, but I was so excited to see them live streaming their service, their little service, as they might characterize it. Mercy. On the internet. Wow. That's wow. powerful. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Listen, I want to switch, switch, switch gears just a little bit, or maybe going to go a little bit more into kind of, kind of that. And we've touched on a little of it maybe in our first question, but when a local church, when a nominating committee is looking to... Um, to staff a tech team or a media team. Mm-hmm. What are the essential skills? Uh, what is the knowledge base and the characteristics 
that that they need to look for in the person or persons that they are looking for to lead technology in their church. So small church, but if they're trying to find somebody to lead, what's the characteristics? What's the skill sets? What are the what's the knowledge base that uh, they should be looking for for somebody to lead them in this arena? Well, first, I'd like to start with leadership skills. This is a problem I've run into large and small churches. They put Mm -hmm. someone in charge that um, does not have leadership skills. They have, they do not have relationship dynamics that dynamics that help to foster a team spirit and keep a team together. So I think leadership skills is important. And this person Mm -hmm. may not have to be the technical go-to. It could be the leader of the team. Because what I've found, I've trained church media teams, and the team is right on point. They're very good. But then I get a call two or three weeks later that the leader of the team has said something uh, derogatory. I had one church uh, kick all their females off the team because they said that women shouldn't be doing this. I know I sound, oh, how absurd that sounds. But the young lady called me on the phone in tears and said, and this was someone I trained mm-hmm in tears and said that she was disinvited to be on the team. Wow. So the individual in charge obviously didn't have leadership skills. You don't do that. That's counterproductive. So leadership you're skills. You're wasting time working with those mosques, Mr. Williams. You're wasting time working with those mosques. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to try, you know. And then, of course, technical skills and a ministry will, a will to do ministry. Um, I've run into some really smart people, very good at computers, very good at IT, very good at video and audio, uh, but they had absolutely no will. Oh, wow. Smart, but no will. Mm. So I think that needs to be uh, discussed when picking uh, the personnel. And then, of course, all the technical um, um, areas, uh, you know, you would you would prefer to have someone that has some background, good computer skills, even basic computer skills, the way programs are written now, you know, even basic computer skills, you can get up and running. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the list is long. It depends on how many you want on your team, but the skill set is very, very important. And if the skill set is not 100% there, mm-hmm. then you provide training for that person who wants to uh, handle a particular area, whether it be camera work or audio console, or uh, it could be, you know, the, the graphics, you know, graphics programs. If, if your church is so small and you don't really have proficient people, but willing to learn, get them trained in, in fact, don't go on the air until they are, <laughs> just make sure they do, but they're trained. But I think so, leadership skills and technical the leadership. Skills. Yeah. Yeah. So on that yeah. point though, as far as getting the training, so in the mm-hmm. context of the question, then th- that nominating committee or that church board, they're the ones who need to be committed to making sure that they're going to provide the resources to get the people trained. So Correct. the pastor, mm-hmm. the, the finance committee, the board. So if that training mm-hmm. is going to cost some money um, mm-hmm. or, or something, they need to be willing or, or, and able to provide that training for that team. Um, awesome. Awesome. Great stuff. Great, great stuff. And we, in mm-hmm. our churches, we provide training and we do have some uh, very technically oriented pastors, very well organized 
They know technology well. They train their people. Uh, we kick in if, if, if a pastor needs us to come and, and train their personnel or bring them up to speed, we will go to that church. And uh, we will even assess their technology to, you know, to give them some counsel on how it can be improved, so forth and so on. But we do offer training. And I, the training that I've been doing mostly has been online because of the, the churches being mm-hmm. locked down. But uh, we offer training. And I think all, all, every conference that has a communication or a media team is, is doing that. So those of you that have small churches and really want to get your people up to speed, contact your conference office. See if they can provide training mm-hmm. for you. Good, good. Listen, I like that. I, I let me, see let me test a, that a little bit. Yeah, hold, oh, I'm hold sorry. on, I see there is a uh-huh. large segment of our of our live audience right now that is watching on our Southeastern Conference um, uh, YouTube channel, and I want you to know, Southeastern, that that our technology director is is very open to you giving that call and saying, "Look, I need some help. Come look at our setup and and see what right. we've got and, and coach us." Exactly. Um, and mm-hmm. that's going to be huge. And so we we shout out Southeastern for uh, mm-hmm. Pastor Arnaldo Cruz and his leadership. Uh-huh. Here. Uh, Pastor Harden. Oh, we lost your audio. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Gotcha. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, three, three simple ones because, uh, and I'm speaking mainly from my context. Uh, I'll give three words and then elaborate real quick. Patience, mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and for me, youth. Patience, time, and youth. <laughs> Characteristics. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. 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 First of all, patience. You, you really have to because, I mean, you know, folk won't stuff this and that, whatever. And you, you've got to be able to work with people like what's been said before. That's that's so important. The second, the next one is time. This stuff takes time. Yeah. It mm-hmm. takes the investment of time to learn. It takes the investment of time to, to get better. It takes, the, you know, it, it just takes time. And so, you know, that person that has the time, you know, to invest in getting those skills, invest in learning, invest in trying stuff and that sort of thing. You know, uh, unless this is something they do on their job and they can do, you know, oftentimes that person that has time is going to be a valuable, more valuable asset on that team. And the last mm-hmm. one, and this is in my context, because uh, I've been in media in, in all 11 years of my ministry. I have used my young people. Um, okay. In fact, the problem is I keep losing them. Um, you know, uh, my, my media director uh, is a sophomore in college. I lost the previous one because he was a freshman in college. The person who runs my switcher is my daughter, who's 16 years old. My best camera person is 14. Be- and the reason I say youth is they pick this stuff up really quickly and really easily, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so here's the other reason why I put in youth. Because for me, and what I've learned over the years is it's not just about producing a product. You know what I'm talking about? This is ministry. And I saw it in the comments a a minute ago. Uh, Many of my young people, you know, that we've trained, they've gone on to do photography. They've gone, in other words, what they learn in my church becomes a hustle for them that either they can use in ministry, they can use as a vocation. You know, my previous tech director, when he went to university, all of a sudden I see, you know, his photography page on Instagram. And listen, that's how he's putting money <laughs> in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yes, so, and so, and so yeah. for us, like, I'll give you a really quick example. When I got to my second church in Murfreesboro and we were trying to figure out how to configure the media 
uh, and everything like that. We 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 almost thought about putting in the remote cameras, the PTC type cameras, but we made an intentional decision to put in real actual cameras that had to be um, trained, run by real mm-hmm. actual people because it wasn't for us about just putting a product out. It was about training right. and involving the wow, next generation is. in ministry and, and having that. And they take ownership of that thing, man. That's and good. so That's we've good. used young people. And again, again, they grow up, they graduate, they whatever, but they pick this stuff up so quickly and they love it. Mm-hmm. I actually have a kid in my media team my t- who is special needs. I mean, really, he was special needs. He cannot help out. Nah, doc. Nah, we good. We good. We good. Until I got to church that Sabbath and nobody else was there. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is how you focus this camera. Do this. Come on. And he yes, sir. an invaluable member of our team. And he takes mm-hmm. pride in that ministry. Wow. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to dovetail on your patience point uh, there, Elder. Um, part of the patience will come with learning organizational skills and being willing to take the time. I always teach uh, crews to have pre-event and post-event meetings before mm. each church service. Don't just, you know, walking in the door, grabbing the, the church bulletin and saying, oh, that's the rundown. That's not the rundown. That's the church bulletin. There's a difference. So I encourage them to have organizational meetings, prep meetings, and then after the church service, this is large or small, doesn't matter, large or small, assess what you've done in that last, if there was a problem, do an assessment. So young people will learn that there is a workflow process. They learn that we just don't come to church and turn on the cameras. There's preparation, execution, and follow-up. That's part of the teaching, and that's for adults as well. That's how we fine-tune what we're doing for the Lord on the Internet. You know, we we are not—I get angry when our churches don't take the time to do their absolute best. When we cry out to God, we want His absolute best. We don't want anything thrown to us, you know. We want the absolute best, so we should do— our absolute best, large or small. You may have a very small budget. You may only have three or four pieces of equipment, but if you do your best and make your presence as professional as you can be, as it can be, and have a ministry heart to follow up, your ministry will grow. Wow, wow. Not that that's huge. I remember I used to tell my tell my folk that you know people will not take church seriously until we do church seriously, unless we give church seriously. That's good. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, listen, uh, we got to talk a little bit about finances, right? Oh, well, I, was, because... I was saying, read the question. I'm coming. I'm coming. On I'm the coming, screen. I'm coming. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! We're going to do that question. Oh. <laughs> the main things, right? Tony Taylor talk about what's the main thing, right? The main yeah. thing: a small church. Um, well, let's, so you let's can combine them because that's close to the same let's, question. Yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna dive into that just a little bit, and then because I really want to deal with this financial part, right? Because um, you know that's a big part of this ministry, right. right? And I know we talked about the phone, and we could do stuff with the phone, and that's great, but I don't think we want to stay at the phone, right? <laughs> I think we, right. So a small church. Now, first of all, let's define a small church. Uh, what what is considered a small church in in Adventism? Let's just talk about that first, and then we could go into this uh, financial question because I wanted uh, what's what's considered a small church. 
Well, I, I think Doug Henry as as and I, I will throw this in it. Yeah. But when we say small church, I think most of us think right. about numbers of people. But can can either of our guests, you want to speak to the issue? Is the is the small church the number of people? Does it mean the same thing? Does it have the same feel when we're talking about technology? But 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 before we do that, Pastor Paul, as you answer that question, small church, I, at least for me. I want to know finances. I want to know people because I want to be able to identify with some of these people on the line. Small right. church. And, and what I'm, what I'm saying, Dr. Henry, is that, that when Paul. we're talking yeah. about technology, the, well, right. I mean, let, let, let's let the guests answer because I think they may have some yeah. insights on that. Right. So who, who wants mm-hmm. to take a stab at that? Right. Well, I, I think a small, uh, this might be, this might sound trite, but I know uh, 500 member churches that are small. Mercy. Because they think small. Oh, sorry. They think small. Y'all's ears. And I know uh, a 50 member churches that are on it with ministry. So small could mean physical building, could be, you know, whatever. But I think, I think what we're driving at is that if a small church cannot financially support technology, what do you do? Okay. Well, fortunately, technology has advanced so well that you don't need to spend a lot of money to get online and have a, a streaming ministry. There are some basic pieces of equipment. Some churches have asked that question in our conference. And uh, I, you know, I do an assessment. Do you want to just basically stream your church service? Do you want to do uh, other content? Uh, do you have any current computers? So forth and so on. And then from that, I can suggest a budget. Uh, sometimes it could be $3,000, sometimes it could be $5,000, mm. depending on what the church wants to do and what they are equipped financially to do. Now, some churches say, well, we don't have that in our treasury. Well, then ask members. You'd be, be surprised at how many members can help out your media team financially. They don't do it because you don't ask them. Wow. Mm. Some of them aren't asked. Uh, so uh, I've, I've seen teams that have solicited, you know, members of the church. Uh, you, know, have, you know who has money. And you say, hey, we're trying to buy, buy a camera. Can you donate $500 to that effort? Uh, or we're trying to buy a new computer. And computers for live streaming can't be the little computers that you get at Walmart. That doesn't cut it. So you have to get a premium computer, even if it's just a laptop. There are some people in the back pre- that didn't hear you. I need you to say that again for the yeah. people in the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I I like to start out uh, when I don't get details, small churches that are, say, 100 members or less, maybe their physical plan is small. I I initially throw out a figure three to five thousand dollars. And that's like the very basics. Okay. now, if they don't get excited about three to five thousand dollars, then we can work with that. We can get them up and running in the church. Uh, with um, the software, the hardware, and a camera. You know, there are digital cameras that, can, that are affordable. You know, naturally, we want them to have the big stuff, but they can't afford the big stuff, but we can get them online. I know several churches that purchased a small Canon digital camcorder, connected it to their uh, uh, desktop computer. Uh, they used, when they were recording the services, you know, during COVID, but recording the past in the church and they use the church lighting 
and get basic software, and they're in for about three to five thousand dollars. So it's doable. It just needs to be scaled up to what the church can do and what the church program requires. But it can be done uh, now. Mm. Then now better than any other time in the history of media. Mm. Pastor Harding. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I, I'm not sure if the the for media purposes the term small church is not really useful. You know what I'm saying? Um, you may have small budget. You may have small personnel team. I'm not sure how useful the term small church is. Um, um, that being said, though, there are a number of things. I think in terms of resources, because that's kind of where we are now, um, one of the ways that you, that I, in my experience, that you get resources is by starting to do something well. There are two ways to get resources, especially COVID has helped the second one. The first one is by doing something well. When you do this well, people will assume, hey, if you if I give you this thing that you're asking for, you'll do that well as well. So uh, 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 getting started and doing something well and then showing them that vision for what's next. Mm -hmm. uh, um, that, mm -hmm. The other way you get resources is doing something horribly wrong. I mean, <laughs> awful. I mean, I, I say, listen, listen, listen. Come on, look, that's look, real. Look. That's real. I, listen, I, I hope I'm not saying too much, but I have gotten calls of desperation. Our stuff is awful. It's, t it's, t we, listen, listen. Once we saw how bad it was, we were finally ready to open up our wallets. When we thought we were rich and increased with goods and in need of nothing, we weren't going to spend. But when we realized that we were poor, blind, wretched, and naked, oh, it's time to open up the checkbook. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so, but I have found um, that, you know, that doing, doing, getting started, the hardest thing to fund is nothing. When, when, in other words, and we said this earlier, when you're not doing nothing and you say, if you gave me $30,000, we would do something. That's hard for people to get into. But if you, if you get started and you begin doing something well, it's easier for people to catch that vision, see that vision and want to be a part of it. The other thing is, and this is kind of in the Adventist context, I might get in trouble, whatever, is how you position things. What we realize as a church is that our live streaming is not about worship. We positioned our, our media ministry in the outreach area of our church. Okay. Because mm -hmm. the purpose of what we're doing in media is to get what happens in the church out. Okay. Which means that, that the monies that I spend on technology are as legitimate as the money we spend on those Discover Bible lessons because it's the same thing, getting out. And so one of the decisions that we made is by positioning our media in the outreach area, it allowed access to a different line of funding than if we had positioned it somewhere else structurally. Um, mm -hmm. um, so you got to think about that. But when you get to doing something and doing it well, there are people who will see it and and support it. We, we we got to a point where we really needed an upgrade and we had a member that basically looked at what we're doing and they said, Pastor, just tell me what you need and I'll have a check ready for you. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go begging because they saw what we were doing. And so you right. gotta get to work and you gotta do something right. decently well. When when right. she loses right. your yeah. number, Pastor Harden, and she asks for it again, I want you to give her eight six three you know, another thing I've suggested to small churches is to have the pastor create a media ministry day. 
Mm. And the team is mm. brought to the front of the church mm. and the mm -hmm. pastor introduces them and explains to the congregation what their roles are in their function and then appeal to the congregation that they have this kind of equipment and now we need this kind of equipment. And mm. so you make it a day of ministry and you'll be surprised those checkbooks will open. A lot of times people just don't know what you're doing. They don't know what it means, except that when a, 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 uh, a microphone feeds back, they look back at the booth and mm -hmm. say, hey, what's wrong with you guys back there? But uh, one thing that has worked for some of our small churches is that they may have a team of two or three, maybe four, and they make it a media ministry day. Invite a speaker. In fact, I was invited as a speaker one time. Uh, it was a, a communication day. Uh, my uh, colleague, um, Latasha Hewitt, uh, also does speaking, and we make the focus media ministry and communication, and a special offering is taken taken up. And mm. I dare say uh, one of those small churches had, uh, uh, it, they did just that, and they were able to purchase their own T-shirts that said, you know, XYZ Media Ministry, and they came up front, and the pastor showcased them, and the relationship improved, and the money improved as well. So that's one, that's one thing you can try. Wow. Hey, let me, let me say right, one more thing here. Uh, I, I got to jump in on this one because folks, folks got to understand this, though. Yeah. Is what we're talking about in terms of media, I mean, money in terms of ministry, y'all, it's not a one-time thing. Um, um, technology changes, uh, 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 um, stuff fails, this and that, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you, you, you can't allow your church to be in the mindset of, Okay, we spent that four thousand dollars two years ago. Y'all shouldn't ask for no more money. You know what I'm saying? Because there's always the yeah. next thing. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so the focus has to be not so much on money, but the focus has to be on excellence. It has to be on the mission, on the goal. And um, you know, and honestly, you know, uh, uh, it it does take money, and and it and it has to be a consistent stream. It don't have to bankrupt the church. But here's the interesting thing is, and for a lot of churches, you know, I've had, had people talk, especially during this period of COVID, they say, oh, my church don't want to spend or whatever. I say, your church would not allow you to not pay the light bill because we can't afford it. Because what they realize is if we don't pay the light bill, if we don't pay the taxes, we don't have a church. That's where we are in terms of media right now. You know, for many of us, media mm -hmm. is the church right now. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. so, you mm -hmm. know, just like we don't have a board meeting on whether we're going to pay the gas bill. You know what I'm talking about? We need to understand that media is just that crucial in the times that we're in. That's mm -hmm. why I suggest that media teams should have representation on the board, yes. either through an elder mm -hmm. or someone that could speak for them on the board. I think that's very important. And I agree uh, with the pastor that th there should be a budget for media services, an ongoing budget that is there for upgrades, repairs, things of that nature. It should be a viable budgeted item in the church mm -hmm. yeah. because equipment breaks or it needs to be updated or you need to get updated software, so forth and so on. So it's an ongoing thing. I know some of our churches have you know, even back in the day when there were cassettes, they funded their own ministry by selling the revenue from selling the CDs and the cassettes went back to the media ministries department. Uh, that was back right. in the day. Now that things are live streamed, <laughs> it's kind of hard to do. <laughs> wow. Pastor Paul, I like that quote that you put up there uh, where Pastor Mills, who's a part of PRT, said, uh, my church is small, but after I share the vision, 
we raised thirty thousand dollars for ah, the equipment. Thirty thousand dollars vision. My, my, my. Wow. Yeah, I saw a question in the in the in the chat here. Uh, someone asked that uh, why can't there be funds uh, distributed by uh, conferences through evangelism? Um, I can't speak to other conferences, but I know Allegheny East does some of that uh, when and evangelism funds are distributed. And if there is some media ministry gear, uh, sometimes that can be uh, appropriated uh, to the media team of that particular church if that pastor has evangelism funds. I just think, I, I don't know what the policy is from, from conference to conference, but uh, that's another way of sourcing uh, the media services department of a given church. Hey, last piece yeah, on this for me, at least. Uh, the other piece is on this money thing is, uh, even though Mr. Williams talked about this pot of money, a lot of times in media, that is what you need, but that doesn't mean that you need all of that today. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you can get the first piece of equipment. You can get the second piece of equipment and you just continue growing, uh, uh, you know, we, we spent real money on our media ministry, but we didn't spend it in day one and we didn't have it up front. You know what I'm talking about? We got started. We did this. We did this. Then we improved this. Then we did that. Somebody helped out here, whatever. whatever. So in aggregate, getting over time, you look at it. Yeah, we spent that big pot of money, but we didn't have it in day one and we did not wait till we got that pot of money to get started. Right. Mm. Now, now there are some churches that have, you know, like, like I said again, you know, if we don't ask, it's not given. There are corporations that you could write a letter to and appeal to that will either give you new equipment uh, because, you know, almost all these major corporations have a, a department for giving away things. And they may, <laughs> listen, it doesn't hurt to write a letter. We have a small yeah. church, New Tech, <laughs> and we would love for you to oh, donate to, to us. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I have no stock at, at New Tech, okay? But you say no, we have a beta it, testing no. ministry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, because I've seen it done. Some corporations would will gift nonprofit organizations some of their technology sometimes. I mean you gotta you you know, you gotta pull out all the stocks. Just pull Let out me tell all you the stuff. It it is true. It is true. We we bought a camera from a particular company and the company came to our church. And they videoed the, the, the service and they said, listen, we're going to give you another one and another one away. Is so we got right? two additional new that? cameras <laughs> because of, you know, just asking and just there having them uh, being a part of this Dr. ministry. Henry, you told them you had together. a sister church, a sister campus in, uh, <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. <laughs> Come on, man. You're slipping. Oh, you're slipping. You're slipping. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> right. All right. Look, we've got, oh, mercy. We've got just a few minutes left here. So um, for a small church, here's our last question. For a small church yeah. that is just starting out, what's there? And now this is this may be difficult based on what you, uh, Brother Williams, what you just told us, but we're going to give it mm -hmm. a shot. Um, a church that's just starting out, they don't have anything. They've got your basic probably soundboard and a few microphones. What's their first five purchases? First five purchases. I mean, maybe minute, well, five, if you want to go three. Um, and where can they find the money to make those purchases? Now, we answered some of those questions in this previous right. one. But what's right. those? What's that priority? They're just starting out. Is it, and right. it might not be the specific one, but is it a, is it mm -hmm. 
audio board? Is it lights? Is it camera? Is it microphones? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. What's it, what's the priority? It could be any here? of those things. It could be any of those things. Okay, hold on. But Let me give you a little bit thing, more context. Let me give you a little bit okay, more context. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do this taking off the table those things that we talked about in terms of these seven day a week type, you know, uh, content, because most of our churches, they're just trying to up the level of what they do in the building. So that worship service. (laughs) So if Mm -hmm. all they're trying to do is to stream their worship service and they have nothing, what's their first five priorities when it comes to, to purchases? Well, let me, let me come out the, out the shoot with the first one, get a decent, internet connection for the church. All right. I have found many churches that have invested in great computers, great cameras, (laughs) great digital interfaces, and they've got all the bells and whistles. But when it was time to push out, the picture would disappear. Audio is bad. They don't have good streaming quality because they don't have bandwidth in the church. Get the bandwidth in the church to a professional level because if you otherwise you can't you hit you can't hit the hit the uh, push server you can have a youtube channel but if you can't get to the push server what good is it you're just recording at that point so i emphasize having someone if you don't have someone in the church or someone on your team that deals with it make sure that the church has a good internet connection you may have to revisit your provider and say okay what kind of bandwidth are you giving me and they said 30 up 30 down automatic you say no we've got to have more we have to have more if you can get fios and can afford it in the church by all means get fiber optic but i think that's one of the first things before you start getting and and you can get that alongside of getting the other gear but i've seen churches get the other gear and i look at their youtube stream and it's terrible and many times it has nothing to do with the gear it has to do with the bandwidth bandwidth Mercy. Mm-hmm. And I, then I might add, uh, you know, uh, a computer, a good solid computer with the kind of specifications that's good for streaming uh, video. Uh, you can't get the, you know, the little four gigabyte, uh, you know, laptop uh, that has an old processor or even even a new processor, but not enough to push a video out. So the next uh, expense should go into a decent computer, whether it be a desktop or a laptop. That's essential. Uh, I've had some churches say, uh, you know, they'll call me and they say, well, why is it, why does my computer stutter when I put up uh, ProPresenter or whatever? Well, that's because your computer doesn't have enough processing power. So you need to invest in a good computer system, whether it be a desktop or laptop. And they have very powerful laptop computers out at a reasonable price. So specs on the computer is definitely a must. Um, many times the analog software, I'm sorry, analog equipment that you have in the church can interface with a good laptop computer for streaming. Uh, you may have to get some adapters like, uh, you know, like a, a focus, right, um, adapter so that you can push digital, uh, signals to your stream. So yeah, there, you know, those are essential bandwidth, good computer, powerful computer. And then there are other accessories that comes comes with that. Now, if you're starting absolutely from scratch, well, certainly, yeah, you've got to get a decent uh, mixing board and good microphones, so forth and so on. You need to tape, uh, you know, 
pay good attention to the lighting in the church. Uh, so the list, the list can be long, but I think that start with good bandwidth, get a decent computer and shop for good software, presentation software, uh, and a good camera. And when I say good, of course, that's, you know, that can be, um, yeah, good isn't necessarily, doesn't mean the same thing to all people, but you do need to get a good digital camera, high definition, 4K, if you can, if you can afford it. Uh, to to push out the YouTube and those are techies out there that know that you may you may push out at 4K but it's not going to end up on 4K on YouTube necessarily um, but it's always good to have that 4K camera to record your services and then when you go to edit them you have options with high definition video footage I could go on and on I mean, awesome so none, yeah. of, none of these we're not doing doing these oh these no. <laughs> No, none of those. As I go to work. All right. Hey, let me let me let me touch let me touch something that I'm not sure if we touch. I know you hinted at it, folks. Please, in all of your getting, please do not forget the importance of audio. Uh, I have learned so many times. Listen, good audio is way more important than good video. Mercy. Your your, mm. your video your vi- your video can be absolute crap. But if you Absolutely. got a clean sound, folk will stick That's with right. you. Yeah. Your video can be perfect 4K, but if the audio is chopping in and off or you're grabbing uh, uh, sound from the camera, they're gone. They're uh, and yeah. so you've got to have that. I, I tell folks, small churches, I, I know for tech folks, this need to be said, but you cannot get audio from the camera. You, you've got to be getting a live you know, feed from the board because good Absolutely. audio is way more important than good video. So right. please don't neglect that. Um, you can have a great board, but that that audio, you know, that, that um, audio interface right. to be able to get that sound in there. The sound is the one thing that sometimes we neglect that literally kills yeah. folk. Right. right. There's no, there's nothing more annoying. And I've gotten a lot of calls from churches and from members. I said, well, I'm sitting in the church and the sound is awesome, but I listened online and we have eight praise team singers and I only hear two. That's because the board's not configured properly for the live stream. And uh, I've had to talk with teams to say that, uh, you know, you need to have someone monitoring your live stream and you should have either your single board set up with isolated uh, signals or have a secondary board for live streaming only to ensure the live stream audience gets good sound. Good stuff. Wow. Uh, wow. Listen, gentlemen, our, our time is, uh, oh, our time is up. Um, but this has been awesome having both of you here. I, I know um, some of we tech heads and we could go on and on and on and on. Um, and I feel like oftentimes when we have these discussions, we're still sometimes scratching at the surface.